Welcome to a new episode of Craft Beer Conversations, where the beer and the conversation are always on me. I absolutely love Detroit's Indian Village. It's located on the city's east side, dotted with gorgeous historic mansions, overflowing with the character that made the Motor City a global superpower a century ago. That said, every neighborhood could use an upgrade. Enter Two Birds. Located on Kirchival and Van Dyke, Two Birds, a bar and custard shop that opened earlier this spring, is owned by two families that already run some familiar spots in the area, Lost River Tiki, Collect Beer Bar, and Huddle Custard. The two families live in Indian Village, and they wanted a neighborhood spot of their own. So I went down to Two Birds and chatted up co-owner Kyle Hunt. I think we killed even more than Two Birds with One Stone. You and I have spoke before last time uh, we were at Collect, and yeah, how did this place come to be? Because I'll be honest, from, from a distance, it seems like uh, Huddle and Collect had a baby. It's um, Matt and Karen from Lost River. Um, Leah, my wife, from Collect and Huddle, decided that we both live in this neighborhood. We want a neighborhood bar, and we opened a bar that has cocktails, wine, and beer, and ice cream. So it is the, a, a baby of all three, kind of. Um, yeah, just an easy neighborhood spot. Well, and, and talk, you and I were talking about that ahead of time. You know, what was it about this neighborhood here where this is basically Indian Village if it's not smack dab in Indian, Indian Village, right? Run the east side. Is it just because you guys lived here? Was there something else about Because we're not too far from from Collect. And, right. I mean, Huddle's downtown, so that's a little different. But Right. No, it's, it's I think majority, number one, was because we live here. Um, uh, we wanted a place that we can walk to, a place that we can go to and have a drink or kids can have ice cream and uh, bring families together, um, meet neighbors that you didn't know live in your apartment building, uh, but you maybe meet them at the bar here on the patio. Um, yeah, it's because we live in the neighborhood and we wanted something to add to the neighborhood. Well, so what, what do you add to the neighborhood? You and I were talking about, you know, when you come in at night and you see a couple of cars, you're like, meh, and you walk in and, you know, it's packed on the deck and, and in here as well. It does seem like a place where I know this isn't collect, but this is a place also like that, right, where people come and people get together. I just, you know, I, I, the value of a neighborhood pub or whatever is. Yeah, it's a it's a nice feeling to be able to see neighbors here, meet neighbors. Um, it, it's exactly all that. It's it's a neighborhood spot. We know now before they walk into the door what they're drinking, which is fun. Um it's a little different than Collect, where we have a seasonal menu. So, like, what you see on the menu will be for the summer, and then we'll have a fall menu and a winter menu and spring and so on. So we get to know what people like, and it's it's fun in that aspect. So when when you look at your – I asked everybody this question. I've asked you before at Collect. Like, average clientele, because – in this area, I would assume it would vary a little bit based on the mix of younger people and then somewhat younger people with families and then people that have lived here forever. Yep. Right? Yeah. And so what is your average and, – and again, because you guys have ice cream, you know, the, these places are kid-friendly. What's your average customer? We don't have one. It's crazy. We have people that have been in the neighborhood for 40 years. We've had people that moved here yesterday. Um, we have kids that are having their first dates at the ice cream window. Um, we have people that it's everything. It's all backgrounds. It's, it's yeah, a neighborhood spot. It has no average of like, this is our demographic of this is our age group. It's, it's everywhere. So let's talk fun. about let's talk about the fun stuff, right? Uh, the cocktail menu. I looked at it. It is 
simple in what is offered, but it's complex in the offerings themselves, yes. right? They're not simple Jack and Coke, gin and tonic, whatever. How did you, how did you create that kind of cocktail menu? Well, actually, the man is uh, behind us, <laughs> David. Uh, he came up with all the cocktails. Uh, we have eight signature in-house cocktails. Um, Hummer, Spruce, Lush, Kirch. Uh, we named them all. Uh, David put the menu together. Um, we offer classic cocktails, too. Old-fashioned Manhattans. You can get a gin and tonic. Um, a little bit of everything, but uh, having good... Um, Workers, co-workers, and employees are is the name of the game when it comes to the cocktail side of it, and even wine and beer. Well, let's talk about the beer. Your your list here looks like what I'd see it collect somewhat, yeah. right? At least as far as um, Untitled Art, Hopewell, whatever. Uh, was that the idea, or were you, did you want something a little different, really different? I, when it, my, my curiosity is when you own more than one place that does something similar, I, do you want them to be the same or different or does it not matter, I guess? Um, it doesn't – it matters and it doesn't matter. Um, it's kind of hard. But, yeah, we, we took we, – we've had a lot of experience at Collect with what works, Hopewell's, Untitled Arts. Uh, we know brands that move and, and brands that make a good beverage at the end of the day. Um, we wanted to be a very approachable with the beer here. So we wanted like a lager, we wanted a seltzer, we wanted a sours. It's just like one of each category that is, they're doing it really well uh, and bring it to the menu here for the summer. And uh, yeah, in the fall, it's gonna switch up again and we'll have probably eight new breweries in here, but it's gonna keep rotating. And I was looking, uh, you know, obviously you have things in a can, you have things on draft. How do your bottle sales do? Because those are, your your mass produced yeah you guys have Tecate Bud Light and and High Life how how does that move compared to the rest of it we move a lot of High Life High Life to me seems like it's the new PBR yeah right yeah it in a in a glass bottle it's fun uh it's easy it's three dollars um and it's maybe you have a few of these seltzers and you want something to calm it down you have a High Life and or end of the night nightcap it's it's a, a beautiful beverage. It is good. No it's argument good. there. What, yeah. What's and and plus like value wise, like you can't. No. You can't. I was. It's great. I was at a holiday market the other day and I saw a six pack for like five bucks. Yeah. I'm like, sold. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. But, but you mentioned wine. Same question with the beer and the cocktails. Like, what do you put into that? How do you curate it? Because, you know. I'm not saying that liquor and beer isn't, but wine is really complicated. And people that know it will call you on it if you're not doing it right. Right. Um, Yeah, we we have a very open, like, dialogue with the neighborhood on on what they want to see. Um, and then what also what we want to put in there. Um, some grape varietals that we have are that familiar to most people, but educating our staff and knowing about it's super similar to a Merlot or like a, a Pinot Grigio or whatever it may be. Um, we might have different styles, but they're all going to be related to a style that you would know. And we want to just, yeah, we, we carry the basics, but we want to just still be adventurous in that, in that world of wine. But it seems like that's the case for everything here, yeah. right? Like, I can drink this Yuzu Untitled Art Seltzer, but I can have a highlight. Yeah, 
Yeah. Right. Same thing. Or I could have one of your one of your special cocktails, or I could have a gin and tonic. Right. It's like pick your adventure, and yeah. that's what a neighborhood bar should be. And um, I we have people that have a cocktail before they go to Marrow or a nightcap after they go to Marrow. Um, maybe it starts with a cocktail and ends with a high life. But you have yeah plenty of options. No food. Why not? Uh, we, we've ran restaurants before, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of work, and um, I give credit to everybody that's doing that. But, um, yeah, we found a very uh, nice comfort in ice cream and, and a bar, and uh, we let the hardworking folks that have food trucks or pop-ups that are trying to find brick-and-mortars um, have a chance to expose themselves in the space and... Um, yeah, be exposed to the neighborhood. So we have pop-ups on Friday nights, Saturday nights, and Monday nights here at Two Birds. Because I think, and I think people realize this ultimately, but maybe not at first, that you know, back in the day, if you went to like a like a regular bar, it would be food and there would be liquor and beer, right? Right. And they were all kind of the same, and it was like, mm. but now if you don't have a good kitchen, you will get hammered for it. Right. And so it to me it distracts from if no matter what you could make or have the world's most delicious beer. But if my sandwich wasn't good, it's all I'm going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that and, and that's a hell of a risk. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um yeah, so we uh um yeah, we curate the the food trucks. Um How do you do that? Like what's the what's the how, they reach out to you, reach out to them, what are you looking for? A little bit of everything. Um with Matt and uh Karen at Lost River Tiki, they have been doing food trucks for some time now. Um so their team over there, uh, Michael and Matt kind of put together the food trucks for us. Um they schedule it out. It's a little bit of both. It's them reaching out, us giving up them a chance. Um and usually, I mean, people in Detroit are making really good food right now, so it's you, you can't go wrong on a lot of them. I mean, the 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 food truck scene here is ridiculous, and I do think, and and you'd have more insight into this than I would. Or I think that maybe it's not directly correlated, but somewhat to places like this, people people want to eat while they're drinking. Yeah, and. For whatever reason, the 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 food truck itself has become this thing, and now, brewery, I mean, if you have a brewery and you don't have a food truck, at least once a week, it's like, mm, right? What are you doing? For sure, and it, it's a, you have different varieties of food. We have yeah. Indian, we have pierogies, we have oysters, we have tacos. Like it, it's fun, and different families come at different times, and it gives you a variety, which is really fun. How does the custard do? I mean, it's delicious. I was at Huddle with my son over the weekend and fantastic but like that's like an ice cream stand this is yeah it's like again it's just a little different so i wonder like do people come for one or the other both you said you mentioned like kids obviously that's just one yeah you uh if you come for one you're bound to get the other <laughs> uh two birds one stone is the hence the reference of the name two birds um so you knock two things out at once um yeah we have a cocktail with uh huddles frozen custard in it so the hummer um but yeah it's it's a little bit of both it's kind of you stumble upon it if you just came for cocktails and if you just came for a a custard or a cone um maybe you want something to drink so it's a little bit of both have you ever and i didn't to be honest know this was a thing because i'm not very smart but have you ever thought about beer ice cream the folks at urban rest are doing that downtown in ferndale yeah we we actually tried we did it with 
Zach and Mary um, last summer, I believe. Um, we did a milk stout with ice cream floats. Um, but yeah, the main concept of Huddle is simplicity, uh, chocolate vanilla twist, uh, and I'll ride that till till my grave. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's 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 that and sprinkles, right? I mean, yeah. And but that's to be honest, like you know, you can go to was it Baskin Robbins that has thirty one flavors, yeah. right? But I mean, and that's fine. But when you're walking around, especially in a place where it's located, when you're walking around the city, right? You know what I'm saying? Like simple. It was easy. I walked up to the window, took two minutes, and you, so let me ask you while I'm on that. Is this place run by one person? Because Collect is able to be one employee. So is Huddle. What about yeah. this? <laughs> well, that, that was a thing for you, though. Because no, you, for sure. You made Collect that way so that you could do that. Right. And Huddle's window here is ran by one person. Um, the bar, obviously, when we have 50 people, it has to be run by two. Uh, and then we actually just add a third um, on the busy times. So, yeah, it's minimal. Um, yeah. Keep it small, keep it simple, and uh, yeah, plug and chug. It's why do you think that works? Because I mean, that that's that's your thing. I mean, and you're able to, in simplicity, create all these fun things. But is it is it because? And I don't want to say it's easy because none of this is easy. Right. But you know, people talk about like overcomplicating things, right? And I, so I, I wonder the the value for you in simplicity. And some of it's not simple, right? Like your offerings are not. Simple, right. but the design and the concept and the execution are meant to be as easy as possible. Right. And I think when we've started to huddle and even collect, it, we used to work nine to fives. And at the end of the day, we've come to a bar or wherever. We drive out to off Woodward and get ice cream. We wanted, like, you, everyone has a lot going on in their lives, and no one wants. No knock on Baskin or Baskin Robbins, but no one wants 31 options. <laughs> if you want like simple options, easy to choose, I mean, you just worked an entire work day. You don't need to make a life decision about what ice cream you want. So we're like easy, easy options, simple, simple, simple. And it's hard to keep it simple because people want more. They want peach ice cream they want strawberry ice cream but so we do those once a day once a week or once a month like just give people a little hint of fun flavors to keep it interesting but our our monday through friday is chocolate vanilla twist and you guys do some collabs ice cream wise too like you'll have different people serving different things yeah like last weekend you guys had, was it yeah sister, sister pie, pie which yeah. is Oddly enough, right there. Yeah, right down the block. So we did a uh, pie crust and uh, fresh strawberry puree with them and blended it up like a blizzard. Um, and it was a strawberry pie swirl, and uh, people loved it. And we sold out by Saturday. So sorry to everyone that didn't get one. <laughs> but uh, it will be back uh, in another seasonal form. Maybe we'll do another one in the fall or late summer with a different fruit. But uh, definitely be back. And, um, and then downtown. We're going to bring back ube, uh, which is a purple yam um, from the Philippines. So that is going to come back very shortly. Um, Keeping it simple while using purple yams from the Philippines. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah. You got to keep things interesting. How do you, so one more for you, Kyle. We're in this space. It's, it's a great space. We're in a great spot of Detroit. How do you want this to evolve? Because I know, I know, again, you guys have a certain way of doing things. You don't want to overcomplicate things. We just talked about it. But space is still changed. Look at Collect. It doesn't look like it did when you opened it. Right. Yeah, and that's um, that's just with, like with, with time. Um, we have some ideas of how we want it to look maybe in, in the winter. 
Um, but yeah, I think with what we learned in the last year is like pivot and it's okay to make changes and it's okay to, um, say something didn't work and, and, and move it around. And, um, that's like the biggest thing is not being so hurt about when you have to make a drastic change to interior or how the flow of service goes. Um, just keeping that open ended and keep evolving. So I, I, I lied. I have one more question. Oh, have, yeah. have, you, have you noticed, because you guys have owned multiple businesses before, this isn't, do you notice uh, customers moving from one to the other? Do you drive traffic from one to the other? Um, I know that they're different because they're different things. But yeah. I just, I wonder like if I was at Collect and I, I knew you guys ran this spot, I'd think, huh? For sure. Um, which is really fun with Lost River and having them and partners yes. in Two Birds. It's now there's a, and you can start from Gross Point, go to Lost River, go to Two Birds, go to Collect, end in at Huddle Downtown and <laughs> make your way down Jefferson back, uh, or the other way around. Um, it's fun that they're all uniquely different in their own way, but they're all two, three miles apart from each other um, in this large city. But it's, uh, yeah, definitely we see that. And we should put together like a stamp card for people that have been to like Lost River. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lost River, two birds collect. Or you could have like a you could have like a crawl. Yeah, a bike. See, see, see. Late summer bike crawl. <laughs> we'll have to end at Lost River because the tiki cocktails will get you. We, yeah, you can't start. We no, can't you, start. You can't start that way. <laughs> Big thanks to Two Birds co-owner Kyle Hunt. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss anything across the Metro Detroit craft beer landscape and beyond. Plus, you can always follow me on Twitter and Facebook at Zach E. Clark. Yes, Zach with an H. On Instagram at The Brew Man Chew and TikTok at Brew Man Chew to see what I'm up to.